As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. People who spell would've as would've need to get the hell out of my life. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Monday, July 25th. I'm J.E. Skeets, and alongside me, as always, here in the Classic Factory, Tass Mellis. Mm, what a change-up today, Skeets. <laughs> Baseball style. Uh, making the magic happen over yonder, super producer, J.D. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Yeah. Apologies to everybody that was pumped for a little no-bunts here on a Monday with... Mets pitcher Trevor May, uh, sort of at the last second, little rain delay. Mm. Some clouds came in over the mountains, and uh, we had to push that back a day. So Trevor May, Mets pitcher, is going to join you tomorrow. Yeah, very excited about that. Okay. He's coming on tomorrow. Lots to talk about. Very interesting guy. He's not just a pitcher. He does a lot, but we'll have some fun. And maybe we did it to build up another 24 hours of suspense <laughs> yeah a little more interest it's true possibly. it's true just more tweets really so once we found that that had to be delayed we said why not let's get in here and talk a little basketball because uh <laughs> there was a big story dropped late last night or i guess really early early on monday morning shout out to the stream team though joining us live right now hit that like button subscribe share the show comment away as you guys are in the stream team and email in your nba questions to no dunks at the athletic.com <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going to go? Uh, I don't know. Instead of the athletic. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, look, you know, I'm a, I'm a man of, uh, I'm not like Lee Ellis where I have to have a banana at, before 8 a.m. every no, morning. I hear you. But I am a man of schedule and yeah, uh, things got twisted this morning. And uh, yeah, I've been scrambling a little bit. Email for, in for sure. to nodunksattheathletic.com. Your NBA questions or your baseball questions mm-hmm. or your F1 questions because we will have a no breaks episode Later this week, uh, that's got its own separate podcast feed and YouTube feed. Trey Kirby has a special guest. Yes. Joining him on No Breaks to talk about so the many guests. Uh, French Grand Prix. Yes. We won't have a No Guests show because. <laughs> oh, no. 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 There's too many of them. But I hear you, Skeets. I'm. Yeah, no, we're scrambling. I called you. I, I said, we, we need to Tass do something me. different. You knew, yeah. you, I knew something was up <laughs> when I saw Tass was calling. What the heck me. is going on? But yeah, yeah. I, I too, I, right now, I'm tracking the Twitters just because yep. it feels like. 
He said the clouds are coming over the mountains. It feels like a, an NBA storm could be brewing. Ooh. I don't know. It, hey, listen, it's possible. It's it's possible, but it also could be months from now. Right. It yeah. <laughs> I did t- I did tweet at some point over the weekend. It's a little too damn quiet in the NBA That's right true. now. And it had been there. And then, of course, we get our big news. And let's just jump right into it here on today's podcast. Uh, Woj and our guy Shams at The Athletic, they reported early today, uh, especially in Woj's case, that the Boston Celtics are trying to acquire... Kevin Durant. Okay. Boston apparently has offered a trade package centered around 25-year-old all-star Jalen Brown, Derek White, and a draft pick. Uh, The Nets refused, demanding Marcus Smart be in the trade. And then here are the four most important words, I think, of this podcast and, and maybe the next couple NBA podcasts moving forward here in the summer. No deal is imminent. Uh, but, yes, we get this Woj bomb at like 2.30 in the morning on a Monday, and then Shams coming out with his athletic article, sort of uh, expanding on it a little bit, and then a whole lot more, which we'll get to. But I guess what was your immediate reaction to this after you got out of your baseball uh, mind frame there, Trevor, and pivoted to the NBA? No deal is imminent. That is entirely true. I, I totally get that, but it's hard not to start thinking about the Celtics and Kevin Durant and just everything that would be a fallout of these two teams making a deal. And it's hard not to think that the Boston Celtics, as has been the talk for months now, you know, since Kevin Durant requested a trade, that they would be a good match because right. they have so many players on the roster and they are so deep. And then you start thinking about Jalen Brown, who just tweeted SMH. Uh oh. That's it. He's shaking his head. Just three letters, SMH, after these reports came down because he has been in trade rumors for ever right you know he's you he said he's 25 he'll be 26 before the next season starts and yeah you start thinking about these guys as people rather than assets but as uh analysts here you got to think about them as assets because i start thinking I, I just mentioned his age at 26 kevin durant's gonna be 34 by next year that's a lot of dog years uh <laughs> in in basketball terms so if you're the Celtics with this deep team and you, you just signed uh, Malcolm Brogdon or you traded for him, you got to be freaking excited about the roster that you've got going forward. Obviously, it's Kevin Durant. Well, yeah, but I guess uh, we're always talking about the championship window, right? So if you acquired Kevin Durant in this hypothetical, whatever it would take, you're not including Tatum, but they have the contracts. I mean, Bobby Marks had a tweet like, Obviously, you have Jalen Brown's contract around $29 million. you got Horford. He makes $27 million, uh, about 20 of it guaranteed. Marcus Smart, $17 million. Derek White, $17 million. Robert Williams, $11 million. Then you got Grant Williams at 4 and Pritchard there at 2 So, like, you can make it work contracts-wise and talent-wise to get Kevin Durant. But back to the window, if you got Kevin Durant on the Celtics with Tatum, and then obviously you'd have a lot of pieces still, especially Brogdon being one of them, yeah, does the window open immediately even more for a team that was two wins away from winning the finals as it was? Mm-hmm. Um, but then that that the length of it sure. is not as long. You know, with Jalen Brown still on this team, why isn't why aren't the Celtics a, a championship favorite every year for I don't know the foreseeable future? Half a decade for crying out loud. Well, they're not a favorite. I, I still love their chances. But, I mean, we had the conversation right after the finals. Are they the favorite from the Eastern Conference? I, I still think that they weren't a fluke finalist team. But I, around the table here, there was still some trepidation to call them a finalist team with the Milwaukee Bucks having Chris Middleton's injury. Uh, you know, Well, yeah, so but I, whether you have the Bucks ahead of them, and that's fine. I think if Middleton plays, they probably do win. But 
I mean, they're in tier one. Yeah. Of all the teams in the no. league, especially the Eastern Conference, to get there no, I, with the current team. I, listen, yeah. they are they are so deep after acquiring Malcolm Brogdon. And if if you're the if you're the Celtics and uh, you you're in this weird discussion with the the Brooklyn Nets, I, I call it weird because the Brooklyn Nets want to be good right now, and that that's that's an odd position for me uh, looking at them because they want to deal Kevin Durant for a, a good player right now. And mm-hmm. if you really want Kevin Durant, I think you wait it out. I mean, it sucks for us because there are no deadlines here, and that's how NBA GMs operate. They're not going to make a deal until the a deadline really is getting closer. But uh, if you're the Boston Celtics, you know the Nets aren't going to get a better player than Jalen Brown around the league. It's, they're just not. Right. And they, they're in this odd position. I call it odd because uh, – they're not going to win anything. Tier one, they're in like tier two, tier three, uh, even after acquiring a guy like Jalen Brown. So the the first rumor was Mikel Bridges slash DeAndre Ayton. Well, right. Jalen Brown's in a, in a class of his own, whether you like Mikel Bridges or not. I think this is the best guy that they could get. And in the, they're in this weird scenario, as I said. They went and got Royce O'Neal. They're getting TJ Warren. They're getting guys that can help a winning team. And so I would be waiting if I was – uh, if I was Brad Stevens and I really wanted Kevin Durant, but I, I do sort of hate it at the same time. I mean, I, I would wait and I wouldn't trade Marcus Smart because you want him there. You 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 also got Malcolm Brogdon in to play a lesser role. As much as I've loved Malcolm Brogdon mm-hmm. in the past, he's always injured. He wants to take on a lesser role. He said he wants to be part of a championship team. So, you know, on the one hand, uh, the Celtics should just hold out, uh, and and I think they have the best. Uh, player available and you know Brian Windhurst of ESPN came on and said that this is not a fresh offer from the Boston Celtics right, that right. this is probably weeks old so it could it could last but the Nets aren't getting a better player than than Jalen Brown don't you think well right I was going to ask you that from the Nets side of things yeah what what key name coming back in a hypothetical trade package for Kevin Durant excites you the most it sounds like you're going with Jalen Brown with the Celtics Scotty Barnes, obviously, with the Raptors, the holdup there of the Raps not wanting to maybe include him in a trade. You already said the Aiton. Now that changes because of the sign-in trade, or excuse me, uh, the the straight-up uh, matching the uh, the contract offer from the Pacers. So it would have to be, what, till January 15th. And then he even has the right to uh, say, don't trade me in Aiton's case. Anyway, Aiton Bridges, Tyler Hero, led heat package. I don't think that's going to move the needle for you. So, yeah, you think of all those guys listed that Jalen Brown is – if you're the Nets, the most exciting sort of like he's not a prospect; he's an all-star. He's a 25 point per game scorer already. Mm-hmm. I, I just I find it weird for the Nets. Don't, they I think they should be rebuilding rather than trying to be good right now. I think they should be looking for a different type of trade package uh, for Kevin Durant entirely. But yeah, the Celtics have their core. They're freaking NBA finalists. They're deeper now with Malcolm Brogdon. It's it's it'd be tough, uh, I'm sure, for for Celtics fans to. You know, go from a, a what they've had here and and such a core that they've celebrated to, you know, a, a core that, you know, it's a, a a buying. You know, it's like a you're going after it and just trying to buy superstars, and that feels weird to me, does it not? And I think this would be bad for Kevin Durant's legacy, even if he wins. <laughs> well, I saw Jared Wade, a friend of the program, he tweeted here like 10 minutes ago, imagine how spicy the discourse will be if Kevin Durant squads up with a finals losing team for a second time. Yeah, his legacy would be, be rough. a guy that goes to teams that just beat him. 
because it would because it wasn't just yeah. once. Yeah. I mean, he you know he picked, at least in this scenario he's not selecting the Boston Celtics. Yeah. He traded to them, but something. you've already got the reputation. Yeah, and so if if you even have a hint of reputation when it comes to basketball fans, yeah, basketball fans will just pour it on. You know, they're they're emptying the the spice rack. Uh, this is spicy. Uh, that 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 would that would. I, you know, I hate it for for Durant as well. I kind of hate it for the Celtics as well. It's so strange when you think about it. But 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 they would be the leader in the Eastern Conference. They they would be the favorite no matter what. Okay. If if, if Jaylen let's Brown, say it's Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, whatever. Yeah. It, and and for Kevin Durant, you think then Boston leapfrogs the Celtics? Excuse me, the Bucks and and any other team in the league. Yes, I think so. Well, that's I, the I, fascinating part. Like if you. I mean, it's tough to put a percentage on it, but like, if you think the Boston Celtics currently constructed, adding Brogdon, Gallinari, doing like you know, tweaking around the edges here, going to the finals, like I said already, being young enough with your two superstars, if you gave them like a twenty-five percent chance, I don't know, I'm just pulling a number out of mm-hmm. my ass, like a twenty-five percent chance to win the title this coming season, and then really, like that means for like the next foreseeable futures, if they were there, twenty-five, thirty percent, whatever, and then you traded Jalen Brown as the key piece for Kevin Durant. Like, how how high does that percentage go then? Does it immediately go to 50, 55, 60%? Like, it's probably a little bit of a bump, but then that's maybe only for a year or two. Uh, and again, that gets back to, like, this whole window thing. And I think it's a fascinating thought experiment of, like, you're a good team. You could get better, like, right now, but it's like, do you want to take that chance? Is that worth a gamble to just try and win that title right this season? And then who knows with Durant... Uh, or do you like stick with what you've built there and have sort of a, like a longer runway and more bites at the apple and more chances to get there and win it with the core of Tatum and Brown? Yeah, it's that's tough. It, it, it's tough. I, I guess we're we're kind of uh, undercutting Kevin Durant. We you know I throw out the number there. He's 34, but at the same time his game should age. He should yeah. be good for several. He can shoot over everybody. And look what's going on with like LeBron still doing LeBron things. Chris yeah. Paul still doing Chris Paul. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, he's Durant. obviously had different injuries than LeBron. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, people worry. Listen, Brad Stevens would not be doing his job if he didn't call the Brooklyn Nets. He mm. has to call the Brooklyn Nets. 29 GMs should be calling the Brooklyn Nets. And I, and I think, you know, if we're, we're treating them like assets, I think he could get this done probably with that package of Jalen Brown and Derek White and a first-round pick and somebody else so they could hold on to Marcus Smart in that starting lineup. Mm. And Malcolm Brogdon could be in that perfect role for him as a backup because he's been injured. He can't finish the season. So it would be really you know, beneficial for the Celtics to have that type of roster. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, th- yeah, they're the favorite in the clubhouse for a year, two, three, four. I, I don't know how many years – um, but uh, it's an upgrade. It, it, it's it's a it's a heck of an upgrade, and uh, they have the Warriors template to go on. Oh yeah, we just get Kevin Durant. <laughs> sure, here. and 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 maybe you don't even like you know we talk about you talk about lead ball handlers and whether you need whether Marcus Smart can be a lead ball handler on a great team. Listen, there's there've been plenty of Mario Chalmers. And Derek Fishers that win championships that are guys that are just there to hammer shots home when <laughs> when they get the ball. So mm-hmm. I, you know I think they if you have Durant and Tatum on the wings, you just you win basketball games <laughs> is what it comes down to. You you figure out your your other ball handler. Uh, you know I, I I do think again with this strange Nets desire to be good right now. 
I, I think you hold out if you're if you're the Celtics and you really want Durant. Woj's wording was very, very interesting. Uh, again, at two thirty in the morning, and I think there's something to that. Like, what what is going is on? Woj that this is on vacation? I don't know. Is but he in Europe? People then think it's task, that this is actually all complete bullshit, mm. and not that Woj and Shams have not heard it from their sources. I mean, these are the two most plugged in guys in the NBA. But like, what's really going on here? Is this like the Nets driving up the price mm. for Kevin Durant? Mm. It's suddenly like, oh, okay. Jalen Brown, the ability, the ability is the word that Woj used. Boston's ability to include all-star forward Jalen Brown uh, as a centerpiece. Is this just to get the heat, maybe the Raptors, maybe a team we haven't even thought of yet, to be like, oh, okay. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Jesus, man, they're offering Jalen Brown. Maybe we do need to include whatever it is, another key piece, another promising young player, another draft pick or two, whatever, to, to then you know, get the Nets to make that move. Because I'm starting to think that's what's really going on here. That this is just to, to like, pique the interest of these other teams that are already in the KD sweepstakes, so to speak, to, like, make their make their package a little juicier. Otherwise, hey, we could do this. We could do this. And for the SMH with Jalen Brown, what is that? Is he SMHing at just the insanity of this rumor? You know, like, mm-hmm. come on, God, here we go again type mm-hmm. thing? Or is the SMH a little more personal? And it's more to Brad Stevens and the Celtics organization. I, I mean, who knows? Maybe we find out, maybe we don't. But there is that whole part to this, too. Like, how does Jalen Brown take offense to any of this at all? Because he feels like he has in the past before being included in trade rumors. Well, but it sounds, man, it sounds like, uh, I mean, that idea sounds like you should be working in the Celtics PR office. Mm. You, you should be talking to Jalen Brown and saying, this is all this is all BS. And maybe Jalen Brown knows that. Maybe Jalen Brown is That's what the SMH could be SMHing his head at. Yep. This constant rumor mill that we are in. I mean, the guy is working his ass off. If I know Celtics fans are out there tweeting the videos of him working underwater and lifting weights. Oh. And he, I love watching those. Those workouts are incredible. The underwater ones. Yeah, with the, weights. Who was doing that? Wasn't uh, Corver and Joakim Noah doing Joakim that? Joakim Noah yeah. was one of the original. With the surfer. With Laird. With Laird. <laughs> the man named Laird. <laughs> to go back to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that, that's a possibility that Jalen knows that the Celtics are they're focused on him and Tatum as their core, I suppose. Again, I do think it's Brad Stevens' job to give a call. And right. and as other reporting has happened via ESPN saying that this is a, an old offer so that there was conversations that happened you know, weeks ago. And I, I do think that the Nets are not going to get that that overwhelming package just because it's, it's all about what teams are willing to offer. <laughs> and sure... Uh, we're coming off the Timberwolves uh, giving up a ton of draft picks yep. for Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. But that was one particular thing that they thought they needed. And the Celtics, uh, they're in a position where, from a position of strength, that they feel that they, sh- they should feel that they're good going forward. And I, and I do uh, want to comment here. On the, a stream team comment, John sure. Link says, Tass, the Nets have to be good now because they have no picks. LOL. I understand that, but they could be trading Kevin Durant for those picks, for a package like the Rudy Gobert or this Donovan Mitchell right. rumor that the Utah Jazz won eight picks. I think Wouldn't it sh- be ironic if it was from the Celtics, a bunch of picks? <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> Going back to the Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I do think they body should, marks trade. I think they should be tearing it down, John Links, LOL, uh, to 
to get those draft picks mm. to, to be changing up, especially with the the Kyrie maneuver. I, I, they, yeah. oh yeah, Kyrie's still on the Nets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and ben Simmons. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's an it's an odd situation, but uh, yeah, I I mean I am I'm so pumped for the Celtics rotation of what it looks like it's going to be with Marcus Smart, Brogdon backing him up, and Peyton Pritchard, you know, on the outset as the third mm-hmm. guard, you know, then then it's Jalen Brown and Derek White at the shooting guard spot and, and Tatum and Grant Williams at the small forward spot and, you know, Gallinari and Horford at the power forward spot and Robert Williams at the center okay, spot. Okay, you're pumped about it, but it sounds like you would still make a move for Kevin Durant <laughs> if it doesn't cost you, like, five of those guys. <laughs> yeah. I guess. If, if I, if <laughs> what should answer me, man? Yeah. Answer me. Which yeah, one is I, it, yes or no? I mean, it, it, it depends. I If I know my locker room is going to integrate him well, then, yeah, I guess you do it. I mean, I'm not, I'm <laughs> well, not, I'm not well, excited about it in a way because, you know, a championship that is grown from the roots up feels like right. a real championship. That's a you, – you, you slip it in there, though, but it is a part of this. Like, Of course. You have big. to uh, – you have to – if this were to happen – Kevin Durant wants to play for your franchise. Uh, that's a key component here. And, yeah. he, and he was the Celtics were not on his list of his teams. list. Yeah. yeah, and that's what gives a little credence to what you said about this possibly being a PR spin. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you do it in a word? Uh, let's say, let's say it's because we're going to come back to this freaking thing a month from now. Yeah, and we're still going to be talking about it. If it's Jalen Brown, Derek White, couple first round picks, right? I, you know, maybe that's not enough for the the Nets, but. Yeah, but I okay. Would I do it from the Boston Celtics side of things? Yeah. Absolutely. Yes, that type of deal. I'm keeping Tatum. I'm keeping Robert Williams. I'm you know have Brogdon in here now. I have a bunch of other guys. We we we're a champ. We are tier one, and now I add KD to the core. And look, I love Jalen Brown. I am a huge Jalen Brown fan. I think he, there's faults still to his game. We all mm-hmm. talk about him having to you know get a guy to get that handle better, and mm-hmm. everybody sees you doing your spin, and then and somebody doubles you, and that thing's popping out. And he had some rough moments, but man, he had some incredible playoff moments too. Like he's he is a talent. And so if I'm the Nets, like you said, of all these maybe realistic trades, hell yeah. Like if we are gonna still try and be good, I love a 26 year old that's already proven to be an all star, bit of a two way player that has the drive to be better. I like that return. I mean, you're never gonna get like uh, an equal value for a player of Kevin Durant's status, but that's not bad. Um, so yeah, but I would do it. Mm-hmm. I would do it, and I get I get the reservations. I get the the uh, you know you do want the the team that's just the slow build and all yeah. that. Um, yeah, but and the I, integration. No way, because man, we saw it. We like you, it, it. Just they already have Tatum for crying out loud. Now they have a second one. They're gonna make it work. I would have no issues oh. of be and no concerns about that. Oh, there's only one ball and all that. Who cares? No. Two guys didn't give you forty or fifty, mm. and they and that I think. You know they are committed to get to playing defense as well. If you if you have them to buy in, so oh, yeah. I would do it. I would. I hear you, but I also I don't think I actually still don't think this is like a realistic thing here. That Katie's going to end up on the Celtics. I think this is Sean Marks, wherever he is in the world. Uh, yeah, you know, apparently he a little, could be on vacation. Well, sending yeah, sending the little text or getting on the call there, uh, seeing if Woj is up. You up? And. Uh, <laughs> And then talking and saying, hey, let's get this yeah. out here. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. That says. There's big questions. Does Durant want to play for the Celtics? Can they, Are they comfortable integrating Durant into right. that locker room? Those right. are big questions before we play, you know, asset trading here. Love it. 
I mean, I'm going on vacation next week, so the trade's going to happen with Kevin mm. Durant while I'm gone. You know that. Uh, let's get to some other uh, juicy topics from this uh, Shams article, the Inside Pass on The Athletic, theathletic.com slash nodumps. Get yourself a subscription. Uh, he wrote that the eyes and ears around the league also remain fixated on the Jazz and the Knicks engaging in trade talks surrounding Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Shams reports that the Jazz are not operating with a sense of urgency and that the three-time NBA All-Star has not requested a trade or attempted to force his way out of Utah. And then, J.D., I think you have the slide here. Uh, Shams letting us know of all the teams interested or expressed some interest in trying to get Donovan Mitchell to their squad uh, in addition to the Knicks, the Wizards, the Raptors, the Hornets. Ooh, remember my Hornets trade package a while ago? Uh, the Heat. You see New York there and the Kings and the Hawks. Kaka. Um so yeah, no, I mean, look, there was nothing groundbreaking here from from Shams on this one, except maybe that he's not asking for a trade, and the Jazz are like, we're in real no, we're in no rush to like try and move him right this second. So let's just keep calling us and keep bumping <laughs> up your uh, your package because we want all eight first round picks from the Knicks. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, we gotta just keep talking about this. And again, I hate that there's no freaking deadline. Obviously, there's no deadline, but that's yeah. that's yes. that's how we all operate. We work. <laughs> A little quicker when it comes to deadlines. I'll, I'll, I know I do. Uh, <laughs> Same so, here. Yeah. But hey, no deal is imminent. <laughs> yeah. All right, drink. Uh, listen, uh, my question is with this: Do the Jazz want players or do they want picks? And if it's picks, then it's the Knicks. <laughs> I've said. Oh, and nice. and if it's players, then it's the well. I was gonna say Raptors and okay. try and rhyme it with players, but I don't want to say that word because I would say players. R-A-P-E-T-O-R-S. Okay, so I'm not going to say that word. Uh, but but that would be the one if you want the players. Right. Because well, let's go through the other teams. I, I, I think it's the Knicks or the Raps, really. I mean, the Wizards have less picks than the Knicks. And then as far as their talent goes, maybe you want Rui. Maybe you want Denny Avdia. But I, those can be trumped by the Raptors and the Knicks mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, okay, you like this Hornets situation? Well, I mean, I've I threw it out a long time ago. I yeah. just I just want to look smart at this point, <laughs> you know, being the first to it. I don't remember your package, but they have young guys. It was all picks based. It was picks based. It was Gordon Hayward's contract and and Kelly Oubre to make the money work and okay. then all the picks they have. And I mean, a big part of it is uh, you know, with what's going on with Charlotte and their brutal offseason for a number of reasons, not really doing anything. And then, of course, uh, this insane cloud hanging over this organization with Miles Bridges and the charges he's facing, uh, that it was the hypothetical of, like, let's man, we can get a star. We're Charlotte. We don't get a lot of stars here to pair with LaMelo. But that was, that was my thinking, just the idea of, like, yeah. Because I think the Jazz only want picks. Picks, picks, picks. Yeah, that's I, all I, they care about. I agree, and that's why I think the Knicks – beat the Hornets package with, with okay. their, their picks. Yeah. They do. They, they, they got a lot of them, but those ones that they have from other teams, they're protected. You know, There's like, protection. They're still good, but yeah. There's still yeah. more, I guess. Is the well, thing. yeah, and that's interesting. Are you playing the, hey, this team is going to be bad game when you come, when it comes to picks because <laughs> right. the Sacramento Kings have their picks and are, are rumored here by Shams to be part of this? So that sort of makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't like the the inter- I, I don't really love Donovan Mitchell with Lamelo Ball in Charlotte. You know, I, it's just it's that that would throw a, a little bit of a wrench into the Hornets' future. And I think the exact same thing with the Sacramento Kings, with their guard rotation of De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell. They just got Malik Monk and Kevin Herter. When we saw what happened last year with 
Tyrese Halliburton and De'Aaron Fox and Fox having a, a, a bad season for him mm-hmm. and whether that was impacted by Halliburton being drafted after Davion Mitchell was drafted. Whatever Mitchell one. Mitchell would be fun, though. Uh, Mitchell Mitchell Just would be fun. Content reasons, but yeah. But the Kings could be bad, and so yeah. – especially in the Western Conference, so that could – I guess that could push Danny. Danny well, I was going to say, if I'm Utah, I'm feeling good about betting on the future of the Knicks, the Hornets, and the Kings continuing to be somewhat bad. I mean, I mean, there are not that many other teams that you would say <laughs> of their, I, I, from their from their track record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I what guess. they've done over the past two decades, you're feel you're going to feel somewhat confident in bet- that continuing. To some extent, yeah, I made I made that noise for the Knicks. I'm starting to to ride the Knicks because they're going to be better. When we're talking about these three teams, the Hornets, the Kings, or the Knicks, I think right. I think the Knicks will be the better team. Okay, it's a tough Western Conference too. So maybe Sacramento is smart. Um, But of all these teams here, uh, yeah, maybe Sacramento. I'm starting starting to buy the Sacramento thing. But the guard thing was that was a hang up for Deer and Fox last year. We saw a bad season there, so I think that could be a problem. The Heat, sure, they've got players and picks, um, but. I think those are both trumped by other situations that we've just been talking about. They're not giving up Jimmy Butler or Bam Adebayo. And the Hawks, what? The Hawks? No. No. They just got DeJounte Murray. They traded all their picks for DeJounte Murray. And now they got a pick back for Kevin Herter, I guess. But that would be weird. Murray. That's not happening. Murray, Trey Young, and Donovan Mitchell. Come on. I guess the idea is, yeah, you're including John Collins and you're getting off him. Oh, that would be a strange... I know. Threesome. I, I don't see it. I, mean, I think, I, look, it's the Knicks, isn't it? Just going to eventually like be New York, and it's I'm just how many to, picks? I'm starting to feel this Kings thing, but no, I, I do think it's uh, the the Raptors. They have the players. I, I think there's a possibility. You know, OG would be one player. It, it's what the Jazz want. You want players, or do you want picks? If it's the picks, it's the Knicks. If it's the players, maybe it's OG and one of. If if the Raptors are are trading or are willing to give up, Freddie. Um, right. or, or, Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. And so I think that's as far as it goes. It's yeah. not going to Barnes. It's not going to Siakam a level, I don't think. So uh, OG would be a, a guy, I think, that Danny Ainge could say, well, this guy is a wing in today's game. He was perfect. He signed. Uh, he's not a, a max guy. We do need some players on this roster. Uh, you know, we traded Rudy Gobert. We should be trading Mike Conley, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, free agent. So there's there's – you know, you, again, you have to pay somebody. So OG would be a guy I think you could talk yourself into mm-hmm. paying. But yeah, I still think it's the Knicks, and in, and it'll happen. So we're just waiting to decide how many. Picks? How many is it? Five to eight picks. <laughs> what, what are what is Jeez. the number they're going to? I mean, it almost has to be that, right? And then young players, Quinton Grimes, Emmanuel, quickly. Do the Knicks are like are they demanding that they hold on to Obi Toppin or are they not? You know stuff like that. Um, it's New York. It's just like and again these why that's why we get all this giant list of other teams like the Heat are always going to be interested in a in a in an All NBA All Star type talent. They're always going to make their calls as they should. As should every really team. And then these other ones, it's just like wow us. You know what can you put together? And maybe this will be a a, a thing where a third and fourth team are included. It's I mean of of these teams or not to get into an eventual, what I think, and an eventual Knicks, Jazz, Mitchell going there, young guys coming back, and six picks, you know? Yeah, or it's the the lead the lead player coming back from the Knicks. I know I was ridiculed for saying R.J. Barrett could be going back, but it to me, it's not quite the this idea with the Hawks situation of starting Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, and Donovan Mitchell, but 
I think you would rather, alongside Jalen Brunson and Donovan Mitchell, you'd rather have a different type of player than R.J. Barrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, he is their, you know, their best youngest player. But they didn't extend him for a reason. So I, I do think there's a possibility there. So I think that's part of the negotiation. And you're right, the, the picks, because they're coming from the Wizards and elsewhere, they have protections mm-hmm. on them. And maybe they're thinking about other situations where they're, you know, try and beat the protections. It's not even beating the picks. It's beating the protections mm-hmm. on these picks. So that we're getting into the weeds here. But I'm, I'm sure, as Danny did, uh, when he was able to swindle the Brooklyn Nets, he's trying to swindle right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, again, from this Shams article, it's like we're in no rush. I got all summer, and Donovan's not saying get me out of here right now. Like I don't think he's going to be there at the start of the season. Uh, I think it's probably in the best interest of the team acquiring him to get him into training camp, and probably even for the Jazz to like just get your great deal and move on. Um, so I think it will happen for the start of the season. I don't think he's going to play another game in a Jazz uniform, but. We're, it's still only late July here, uh, unfortunately. But we got we got two and two months still, two and a half months till training camp. It's a long time. It's all right. We're gonna make shows. Yeah, no, we're fine. We're fine. Well, you sounded like unfortunately. Well, know. I mean, a, a part of us wants these dominoes to fall. We're just looking. You ever, you ever watch those videos where they set up like a million dominoes and they click it? Well, okay, they're all set up, and we're just looking at them. And you just you just want to go over and hit it. Mm-hmm. Let's knock them down. Let's go. Yeah. But, what a feeling. You know, because they don't look as cool when they're standing up, do they? Like, these, they're, they're so talented, these domino artists, if that's what they're called. I think they look cooler when they stand up. No, because they'll splay them. They'll splay them, and then it's like oh. fills in, it almost fills in the, uh, you know, the negative space to make the, the picture or whatever they're making. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's my opinion. That's beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Uh, but yeah, I think it looks good both ways. <laughs> okay. I love Mahjong. Uh, I love dominoes for sure. <laughs> Pizza, too. Thomas, <laughs> nah. Oh, I love it. That's you know, I number love number one on my list. You're, you're, you'll eat you're a thin crust. I've seen you at my house. No. Eat a thin crust Domino's pizza and never. enjoy it. Never, <laughs> never touched a thing. In fact, anytime everybody hates Domino's, they say they hate Domino's, but then you order Domino's, and if that person has enough drinks in them, they're like, you know what? This isn't as bad as I thought. I think Domino's is a bad rap overall. And then you eat it, especially a thin crust, which I'm a big fan of. Like, oh, it's got a little snap to it. I I'm, uh, agree a hundred percent. Thank you. What what that if you have a few drinks in you things are better. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. I <laughs> yeah, think I've heard that I before. think Domino's gets crapped on. Yeah. Too quickly. And I just don't. I don't. I don't think people are ordering it enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They forget. They don't know even. You got to get the thin crust. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's. Yep. Yeah. It's. I it's think perfectly it's the best fine. I. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Domino's pizza. Perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, final piece of news here from Shams. Uh, I did a, a weekend shift on uh, Russell Westbrook. I sort of led the podcast with this and what's going on there. But Shams reports that the Jazz, hello, the Knicks, and the Indiana Pacers, which was the team I talked about a lot there on Saturday's morning's podcast, um, are among the teams who have discussed deals with the Lakers involving Westbrook and draft capital. There appears <laughs> no deal imminent. <laughs> In those conversations, as the overall trade market plays out over the next couple months, that's uh, again from Shams there and his inside pass on the athletic. So, yeah, interested to hear, hear your thoughts on these three teams, the idea of draft capital, and the, the stuff I talked about with Westbrook and the the rumor out there was the Pacers were were on board to do this. You trade us Westbrook, we'll trade you Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, okay, but we want two first round picks, twenty seven and twenty nine. And by all accounts, Rob Plank is saying no, we don't want to do. 
that's too much <laughs> just take one from us <laughs> to get to get us off of Westbrook and to give us good players back too is the other part but yeah thoughts well uh, I do think that there is a domino that has to fall here first before the Lakers would pull the trigger on this and get Buddy slash Miles Turner. Although, yeah, it makes sense. Obviously, that helps our roster. I think they'd rather have Kyrie Irving. And I think that's that's the domino mm. that has mm. to fall. Mm. Now, you tell me. You're the expert on this. Mm-hmm. You've got this I, You've got this down. What happened What happened to the Spurs? The Spurs, I thought, were, were mingling. Yeah, they're mingling because they're saying, you know, cap space available here. Yeah, so so what do, what do the Lakers want? Because if it was the Spurs, it would just be trying to get off mm-hmm. Westbrook rather than yeah, yeah. with the Pacers. It seems like it would be about Buddy more so and, and Miles Turner as well. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I is think... Is it about picks or players or not not having to give up picks or, or a certain player? I think it's about Kyrie. Well, the, the Lakers want to... You know, they want the best of both worlds, right? We want to get off Westbrook because LeBron's done with him. We're all done with him. And he might be done with us. His agent's done with him. Everybody's done with him. So we would like to get off him. We understand that's going to take a first-round pick. I think that's where we're at with that. But then they're like, oh, you got some players that aren't a part of your long-term plans in Indiana. We will gladly take a, you know, a defensive-minded center in Miles Turner. You know, Anthony Davis never wants to play center. So there's that. And a shooter in Buddy Heald. Yeah, we'll do that. And so the Pacers are saying, well, yeah, okay, that's going to take a pick, another pick to get those two guys. Because you can't even probably get a first-round pick for just Miles Turner or just Buddy Heald right now. I mean, it's like, otherwise I think the Pacers would have done it. Um, but that seems like a reasonable ask from Indiana's side of things, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we take Westbrook, cost you a pick, first-round pick, and we also want another one for our players. Um, but it's interesting that you think the Lakers would prefer Kyrie Irving. And I would assume the holdup, if it's there, is the same thing. I bet the Nets are going, give us two first-round picks. We'll give you Kyrie. And, you know, we'll take we'll take on Russ. But then that one's funny because the Nets are sort of getting trying to get rid of their own headache in Kyrie Irving. The Lakers probably know that. Yeah. They're like, we're just trading headaches here. Mm-hmm. Why should it cost us two picks? So that's, you know, despite Kyrie, I think we all agree, probably still being the more talented player at this point of their careers. But, geez, he's got his whole other issues, right? We'll even play for you, so... Yeah, the, the, yeah. There's uh, a lot of balls in this court. Uh, there's yeah a lot of scenarios here that could play out. One, I think it's pretty smart for every GM to be looking at the Lakers situation and saying, "Give us first round picks," because when you're looking down the line at 27 and 29, who's going to be playing for them? Yeah. So it's it's feels like a LeBron leaving the Cavs situation and leaving the cupboard sort of bare. The team is going to be bad. Get their first round picks when it comes when it comes down to it. Now. Yeah, that, and you know they're desperate. This is, I mean, yeah. by all accounts, they yeah, so, really want to get off of Westbrook. Yeah. Well, well, there was a three-way phone call that we talked about <laughs> that Anthony Davis, it's LeBron, true. and Westbrook got on the phone and said, "Hey, we're going to work this out." Uh, anyways, uh, I, I, I don't think that is absolutely dead. The possibility of Westbrook coming back and giving it one more shot. I don't think that's dead. I think. You know, he, he, he showed up to Darvin Ham's press conference. He showed up to Lakers' summer league teams. Now, mm-hmm. he didn't go hug LeBron for getting into the nitty-gritty, but he was on the Lakers bench and coaching and all that. LeBron's – or, I'm sorry, uh, Westbrook is not a quitter. He's not He's not quitting on anybody. Now, True. it is odd. True. It is odd to hear his but agent. But has LeBron quit on him? Yeah, possibly. His agent yeah. threw him under the bus, yeah. which is – it's pretty bonkers. It is a pretty bonkers situation. Now, Westbrook is such a prideful guy – you could see him going the route of Allen Iverson and not 
And, and even his exit interview when he said Frank Vogel didn't give me a chance on this team. So, uh, yes, I could, I could easily see a Pacers trade for Buddy Heald, the guy that they almost acquired before Russell Westbrook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that would make sense. You just need shooters. I brought up Mario Chalmers as the starting point guard beside LeBron James. You need a guy who can knock down shots. Buddy can do that yeah. uh, very, very well. And so I don't know if Miles Turner is the hang-up. I know we say Anthony Davis doesn't want to play five, but I guess uh, Miles Turner, is he going to be happy in that so role? Hold on. Miles Turner's just said, um, you know, I want more of a role. You're not you're not scoring on this team. You wouldn't – if you're Rob Polinka, Yeah, what's the deal, man? Would you include the, two first-round picks for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner? 27 and Westbrook. 29 yeah. with Westbrook for Bud I mean, you and are Miles try, Like, Turner. hold on. You have LeBron still. <laughs> he somehow is still not slowing down. Anthony Davis, man, this guy, all he does is shoot free throws at 4.30 yeah. in the morning. Um, <laughs> so he could be locked in if he can stay healthy. Like, we've seen those two as your star guys win a title. It was bubble title, all that. But, like, add more talent. Get off the Westbrook situation. You got a new coach in Darvin Ham. You know, there's maybe a little you know, reinvigorated. Like, they're trying to win a title right now. It's LeBron. Right now. I mean, yeah. he, LeBron doesn't care about 2027. No. LeBron doesn't care about 2029. No. He'll be playing in Cleveland with his son by then. Um, so, I mean, that's the question. Now, I get it. Like He's not playing in Cleveland. <laughs> then. Uh, I get that Palenka's like, well, yeah, but I also have to think of the franchise's future here. But yeah. at a certain point, I mean, you got LeBron coming up contract extension and all that. Like... It's you talk about the window. It's like it's it's now. Yeah, I I think I, I think that's a fair trade in all honesty with the Pacers, who then I don't think Westbrook would play a second for them. Um, but they get picks and guys that aren't a part of their long term plans. And the pace, I like the uh, the Lakers. Excuse me, could use those two guys. I think mm-hmm. in Turner and Heel. They look. We, they're they're not course. even a playoff team right now because of injuries, a big part. But like I don't know, LeBron, AD. And those two? Oh, you can talk yourself into I it. Think, I mean, I, you're definitely more convinced they're a, a playoff, at least in the playoffs, competing. Yeah, I don't want to get into the weeds, but I think Polinka is haggling for protections on those picks, I'm sure, because that's important. Yeah. yeah. Hey, this happened uh, to, yep. to uh, David Griffin in Cleveland where he dealt everything for LeBron. Yeah. And it, and yeah. it hurt them in the long run. And then you see Kobe Altman come in and uh, rectify that. And I think Rob Polinka wants to be a Laker lifer. He doesn't want to get canned. Uh, he wants to do good by the franchise. So I think he is it's negotiations again. Uh, and I think Westbrook may give this a shot. Who knows how it's going to work out? It's a it's a wild question. But uh, Shams also dropping that little bomb there that Rasheed Wallace isn't joining the staff. No, that's a bummer. That sucks to be an assistant because uh, it seemed like it. Think it's Westbrook related? <laughs> She's like, I only want to be here if Russ is here and committed and in. No. No? Okay. Probably not. Uh, but I don't know. Again, Darvin Ham, run through a wall for that guy. Maybe Westy is going to give it a shot. Okay, so it's you're still gonna, holding out hope that uh, me and maybe Polinka is giving him a well, month yeah. to see because Heald and Turner will still be available. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, I see people in the stream team like wondering, and I think it's a fair question, like who has the upper hand in negotiating here between – a Lakers team with Russ and try and get off him and those picks and then a team that just wants picks and, and in the Pacers case to move off players that really like they don't plan on being good I assume this year Indiana <laughs> like you know they're given the keys to Halliburton and and, the, and their draft pick in, in Metherin and stuff like that and it's like uh, that's true you know it's like who I don't know I don't know it makes sense for them to ask for two but maybe they come to an agreement that it is one in the end yeah, so maybe it's a worthwhile game of chicken for Rob Polinka to play. It's, yeah. It's, it's it's not a bad idea at all. 
it's not like even training camp is a deadline, really. Those guys can be hired guns and come in and mm-hmm. hit shots and play D. Again, Miles Turner may not be happy, but he could be on a championship-type team. Whoa, did I just say that? I mean, it feels weird, but it is LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah. If they're playing 100%, then yeah. Yeah, they're uh, they're uh, they're in the mix. Big if, especially with AD, of course. Um, but that's our thoughts there on a, on a lot happening suddenly on a Monday morning. No deals imminent, but a lot of rumors there regarding, obviously, Kevin Durant, jail for Jalen Brown, maybe, and obviously Donovan Mitchell and Russell Westbrook, and it goes on and on and on. We're going to take a break, though. When we come back, though, hit the beach, answer a few of your questions. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You got the stream team pumped with your uh, Scarborough Town Center reference there. A lot of STCs being (laughs) dropped. Uh, Very chill after school spot, some people were saying. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. So but that was uh, well after my school time. I, yeah. I was, uh, you know, I was, I'm a downtown guy. I was a Gerard Square guy. Any Gerard Squares? Wow. Out there? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, Any GSs? Little... Get your GSs <laughs> in the stream team. Get a little dicey at Gerard <laughs> yeah, Square at times. Uh, Scarborough Town Center. Jamal McGlory used to hang out there. Yeah, mm, I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I think I've maybe been there once. Yeah, maybe because. Uh... I feel like Dub lived up there. I don't know if I ever went, though. Now I yeah. think about it. I know of it. It's a mall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Stitch Fix. Uh, shout out to them. Okay, let's uh, let's hit the beach. Answer a few of your questions. Yeah, a little beach step in. Send in your cues to nodunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at nodunksinc. Hey, if you're feeling frisky... Leave them right now in the stream team, or at least in the comments below the video as well. Okay, first one. Hi, Didlio, no Dunkarinos. With the fresh batch of rookies coming in, I am interested to hear your thoughts on which of them could hit some weird slash great stat lines, like a 5x5, five five, triple-double, etc. That's from Broderick in Melbourne. All right. Down in Australia. Yeah, okay. That's a, that's a tough question, man. It's I mean, a tough question. I always go five by five as my go-to. Mm. Points, rebounds, assists, so steals, exotic. blocks. Five in each category. We haven't had one in a few years in the league. Yusuf Nurkic, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if I'm it's correct, was was the last one to do it. Now, when it comes to this year's draft class, you just got to look at the top. Paolo Boncaro and Chet Holmgren. One, two. Could do it. Mm. If you look at Paolo Boncaro in the Summer League, I know it's Summer League, but he showed the skills to be able to do it. He had a game where he had 23 points, six boards, six assists, four steals, and two blocks. And I was very impressed by his passing uh, throughout the entire Summer League. And if a guy can uh, 
drop dimes like that at a big man spot like in today's nba guys can do it all mm-hmm. and uh, that's what you're drafting at the top of the bracket uh, the top of the the draft class you're drafting guys uh, who are extremely talented extremely skilled so i mentioned both those guys in the same breath Paolo Banquero and Chad Holmgren because they could both do it something that I thought would be done a little bit more frequently the five by five I know it's hard to do uh and, and you know we've got our Kirilenko's and Akeem's to to look at in history but yeah it doesn't happen very often and I bring up uh I guess that it happens very often because I thought last year Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley would be guys that could pull it off uh, and did they get close? Yeah, you know? Somewhat. I mean, I mean I, yeah. close in 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 the five by five cases. Like usually in the blocks or steals, it's like maybe three. You know, in one of them, is yeah. that close? I, I guess, guess you're the, over the, halfway there. The closest was Mobley, twenty two and twelve yep. rebounds, five steals. Oh, but only one block with three assists. Okay, yeah. See, you're see, still actually far away. That's I the think crazy the part. Assists are actually a little bit more. I don't know. Underrated with these these really skilled guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, Barnes. Well, it's tough to pair assists with the blocks, if we're being honest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so Barnes, who did handle the ball for the Raps a lot late in games, even he he was relied on. He didn't get there either. He had he had a game where he had five steals to go with fifteen point six rebounds, only two blocks, and just an assist in that one. So. Uh, anyways, I you guess need some, you need some to pull this off. You need some cheap assists, and what I mean by that mm. is you need like the here, fire three, here, Gary, splash it, shoot it, here, fire three, splash it. Yeah, yeah. You, need, you need like three of those. That's hard. And then, and then I'll even say you almost need like a cheap block or two. And what I mean by that is you need one of those plays where it's like you blocked it, goes right back to the guy, he goes up again. You get Ooh, like a yeah. second blow. You need like bang bang, like right there. Get the two stats. Even if it's like almost looks like a steal, maybe they'll give you the block. You need something crazy like that to happen. It's hard. It's hard to do. Yeah, looking back, we haven't had a lot in the last decade. The last decade, I, I mentioned Kirilenko and Olajuwon way back. That's play way, back. Yeah. Last decade, it's only been Batum had one with the Blazers. Draymond, Draymond Green. Draymond, yeah, I remember that. And Anthony Davis had one, and Yusuf Nurkic, just four guys in the last ten years. So Barnes and Mobley, I do think there's a chance. Uh, they were 1-2 in rookie voting, so I guess by saying that Paolo Boncaro and Chet Holmgren have a chance this year, I'm saying that they will be 1-2 in voting this year mm. as well. So, yeah, those those are some great names. But Chet, I didn't even really talk about him. The guy loves to pass. He loves to get other guys involved, so he could, he could rack it up. And I think Boncaro could be uh, more of a fulcrum, more the center of the Magic's offense than Chet will be with OKC. So I think Paolo's got a better chance. Only thing I'd add to this question is like, I think we'll see some of these rookies like have nights where they explode for like a 40 point performance. I think it's possible. Ooh, 40 uh, job. Like a 40, you know, like 35, 40, like, uh, you know, Bancaro, possibility. Uh, I think Chet, like the shooting too, like Keegan Murray, stuff he was doing in Summer League. Murray, you know, for hit sure. threes, you know, you just pile them up. Uh, Matherin, I think it's, yeah, I can get buckets. You can see it all coming together You're on one. You're talking about 40 points, I know, though, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm saying I, I see some of these guys, one or two of them, having those nights where it's like, it's nine threes, you know? It's a lot. Um, Did Jalen Green get some close sport? last year? I don't know. I feel like You'd he had, to check a, that he had for a me. big one. I don't know yeah, how, I would, how many. I would guess. I would guess that at some point in the season he flirted with a, a 40-burger. Late in the season when he got hot, if, yeah. if he was flirt, He had 41. That's why there it you was. Go. Yeah. There you go. So, April okay, I, I will uh, that, uh, lock it in. 
at least one rookie will have a 40-point game. Lock it in. Yeah, uh, I feel fair. confident about that. Um, we did get another extensive email, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. I, I got to set it up before we get to it. It was a couple weeks ago on a Beach Steppin' podcast. We discussed that I was in the cottage of former <laughs> NHL player, NHL great, NHL Hall of Famer, yeah. Paul Coffey. Yes. But I made comments about the foundation of the, the cottage and that there was some wrestling going on and that I felt the cottage walls oh, I shaking. Yeah, I yeah, felt yeah. it shaking. Yeah, you weren't like I super impressed by Paul Coffey's cottage. Whereas I, really I was, liked... I was taken aback because I was like, Jesus, NHL player Muskoka, like you'd think of this is like a baller cottage, and you were like, it's it was nice, but it wasn't crazy. I love the accommodations, but it wasn't anything extravagant. It's not going on, you know, cribs or if there's a show just about cabins or whatever. Oh yeah, there's lots of shows. I watch some of them. I love the shows where they like make the cabin in like Maine. Oh yeah, it's oh, amazing. Maine, beautiful. I just see that stuff. Well, right now I'm watching Alone. You know, Alone. Yeah. yeah. Oh. New season of Alone. They got the best of the best out there now. They're at a place called Grizzly Mountain, first off. Grizzly bears running everywhere. I couldn't do that. Like, that that's, like everywhere around you? Like, they like they see them not, a lot. Not they, like, they give them a banger, and they're like, uh, classic thing when you see a bear is apparently you have to yell, hey, bear. I don't know why. Hey, bear. <laughs> hey, bear. They all say, hey, bear. It's so yeah. weird to me. Uh, when you said banger... I literally thought sausage. Why would you get? Why would they give you uh, a sausage? I thought you were going to say music. No, nah, play a well, banger of a song. <laughs> yeah, that I still too. don't know what bang what banger you're talking about. Uh, it's like it just uh, um, almost a like a maker. No, yeah, sort of like cracker. a like a firework almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, just, just, just literally just makes bang. a giant sound. Yeah, and scares the hell out of them. Or wow. well, that's the thing. It sort of does. This one, this guy's firing enough. Bear just kept coming closer, and closer. It's like, oh my god. And they're hey out there by themselves. Hey, bear. Hey, bear. Yeah, I know. They say, hey, bear, man. Uh, <laughs> why did I say that? Anyway, alone's yeah, great. Alone. Oh, yeah. We're talking about building uh, cottages and stuff like that. I just love shows like that. Oh, I know why I said it. Because, like, the stuff they can build hmm. is just incredible to me, you know? I just, like, Absolutely. that's a skill I wish I... Yeah. They're just, like, they're engineers. They're, like, it's so... They're just, like, their minds work that way. My, my, my mind can't work that way. I got you. Right? Yeah, same, same. I, I do think it's incredible as well. Yeah, Danielle's mind works that way. I, I yeah. don't. And we don't see eye to eye ever. <laughs> uh, it's like uh, we got to get Wendell Holland, who does. Yeah, right. Who makes those types of shows. You know, he Well, does, yeah, uh, when he was on Survivor, the guy was like building benches and swings and yeah. like, yeah. And just with the stuff out there and like pretty primitive tools. On a loan, you're only allowed to bring like 10 items. Hmm. I think that, I think like there's like a a set of like things you have to have but then it's up to you to pick and choose like somebody on this season alone went out without a fire starter and they're just that confident in their fire making skills that's amazing to get it going yeah isn't that crazy did they start the other guy didn't bring a knife a knife so then he forged one he found a nail and he's literally forging a knife. It's like, come on. What, well, what did he bring instead of He bought of a, a multi-tool, like, uh, uh, thing, which I'm surprised doesn't have. Maybe it has a knife on yeah. it, but, like, he wanted a bigger knife. I don't know. It's a called little, Swiss Army it? knife. It doesn't have a knife on <laughs> so, it? Yeah, I know. That's right. That's right. It probably did, but a small one, I guess. Ah. Uh, alone, Anyways. Grizzly Mountain. I'm all in on it. Oh, I was going to say this season because I've watched a lot of them. Like, I'm not spoiling anything, but, like, they're, we're really far in here already mm-hmm. through the first four or five episodes. That's where I'm at. And, like, almost nobody's gone home. Really? Like, they're just, like, these, these are the best of the best, men and women. Is it, like, all-stars? Like No. No. They've just, done that before, though. They've just found... They just... I think as the show gets more and more popular, you start yeah. getting more and more people, like, I could do that. Yeah, you yeah. You know, and it's like... I don't know. You probably just got more applications. Right. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But it's the, you know what it is? It's uh, It gets to people. It's the mental game. Mm-hmm. It's the loneliness. <laughs> it is called alone. I know. I know. But it's fascinating, though, because some people, like, you can see it. As soon as they've, like, as soon as they stop, like, being busy, mm-hmm. so either building their shelter or building whatever, yeah. when they sort of, like, run out of things to do, you can see the people, like, that struggle with, like, well, now what? Yeah. And now they're alone with their thoughts and their loneliness. And, yeah. and that's why you got to yeah. keep, keep busy. It's the only yeah. thing that I would be able to handle. Everything else yeah, I would yeah. be completely useless <laughs> yeah. at. But being alone, if, no, no Yeah, problem. you think so? No problem. Really? you got family. You're going to be alone. Uh, it'll be, it'll be a, a little bit of a relief <laughs> the first couple of weeks. You know? it's like, I'll start missing them. Yeah. yeah. The number one thing is just catching food. Getting yeah. food. That's There's, it. That's what they all struggle with. Totally. Yeah. It sounds hard. Yeah, especially like the fishing is tough. It appears in this one. Yeah, it's like they're on a lake, but it's like really windy, so it's like really choppy, and there's obviously fish in it, but like they can't. Nobody's having that much success in this one, which right. makes it difficult. But mm. yeah, sounds like the lake by uh, Paul Coffey's cottage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's get to the email. <laughs> hey, no dunks. Longtime fan here from Muskoka, Ontario, Canada. I now live in Sudbury, but I grew up in Muskoka and Perry Sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is a retired carpenter. God, I envy him. Uh, and built many <laughs> cottages for NHLers. Steve Eiserman, Eric Lindros, Wayne Gretzky. Name drops. Holy crap. My father literally built Paul Coffey's, air quotes here, regular ass cottage. I believe that's what you called it. <laughs> yeah. And I have some yeah, follow-up okay. info. I would assume so. He quoted, well, maybe I said it. Um, he played hockey growing up. And one day when I was about 10 or 12 years old, my dad called me. And he said, I have someone that wants to talk to you. Next thing I knew, I was talking to Paul Coffey. And he was giving me advice on my game. Paul gave my dad a game-used stick to give to me, and I thought my dad was the coolest guy in the world for facilitating this interaction. (laughs) I gave my dad a call today after listening to the latest Beach Steppin' episode, and I told him that some big NBA guys had talked about Paul Coffey's cottage on TV. (laughs) And then he put bracket, I don't think he knows what a podcast is, so he just said TV. That's, That's probably the right move. He was like... I remember that cottage. Apparently, it was nice, but smaller than the typical Muskoka cottages he built. Most of the other NHL cottages were 7,000 to 9,000 square feet. Steve Eiserman's, for example, was 10,000 square feet plus. <laughs> Jesus. A cottage. That's not a cottage, yeah. Uh, but he thinks, the, the, the person writing in here is dad's, thinks Paul Coffey's uh, cottage was closer to 4,800 square feet. <laughs> for some reason, he remembers that. Uh, I told him that Taz would agree with that assessment, but I didn't have the heart to tell him that the foundation was mediocre. <laughs> that makes sense. He would basically have been sort of like shitting on his dad. like if Right. His dad built it. Uh, but to be fair, oh, <laughs> hold on. But to be fair, his crew wouldn't have built the foundation. Okay, yeah, the cement yeah, yeah. guy's coming in. Uh, <laughs> this seemingly random moment from today's episode gave me and my dad some laughs and reminded me how cool my dad is. Thanks for all that you guys do. That fantastic email and a great follow-up to Tass's comments Amazing. about Paul Coffey's Cottage from Brandon. Thanks, Brandon. This is what it's all about, Brandon, bringing people together. and glad uh, you and your dad shared a moment. Your dad sounds cool, too. He does sound yeah. cool. Like building cottages for NHL players and knowing them a little bit and just being cool. And also <laughs> not knowing what a podcast is. It's yeah. pretty cool. Like, that, that is that just, is. You think his cool. dad just super outdoorsy? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He could go on alone. He'd last for a long time. Brandon's dad could kill it. He'd miss Brandon, though, probably. Yeah, the the envy of of people who don't know what the internet is. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I looked up Paul Coffey because I needed to add him when uh, I was tweeting. Yeah. Not on Twitter. No. Not a surprise. No. Uh, but you said that his dad retired carpenter. You envy him that he's retired or that he's a carpenter. Carpenter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but you think he knows these players somewhat? You said I think he's had at, at you... some point had obviously interactions with them. Got got a stick obviously? from. Paul. Oh, oh he got, he got a, a stick, stick from yeah. Paul Coffey. No, I do think I do think Paul's a nice guy. These <laughs> these Canadian hockey players, nice guys. Was Eric Lindros Canadian? Yeah. Oh, I always thought he was American. Hmm. I don't know why. Because he demanded a trade? Maybe. <laughs> Not a nice guy. Well, because he didn't want to play know. for the Nordiques. Maybe he oh, didn't want to play in Quebec. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, he was a Toronto boy. Uh, uh, but you know, you know who is the who is the biggest of our era uh, hockey player that was an American that you can remember? I got one right now. Well, Brett Hall was born Ooh, in Hall's Canada. Brett Hall's a good one, yeah. Born in Canada, but he said, no thanks, I yeah. want to be American. Uh, oh, Bri- Brian Leach. Brian Leach. I good, think he was an American one. defenseman. Mm. Yeah. And I want to say uh, Mike Madonna. He's American, yeah, for sure. That was the only one Chris Chelios. Very American. Yeah, that's it. Wow, nice pull. What about uh, Paul, Paul Korea? Canadian. Canadian, I thought, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Chris Chelios tried out for the bobsled team, the American bobsled team. It's like he oh, yeah. trained for yeah, it anyways. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he used to ride the sauna in a garbage bag or sorry ride a bike in the sauna in a garbage bag to lose uh, weight yeah wow it's not it's, it's not good for you chris yeah, not very, good for you dangerous. but he was an athlete i said uh, lindros was from the toronto area i could have sworn he was but he's born in london i don't know that's uh, toronto area that no it's two hours no, it's away not london is not the toronto area it's Stop not vancouver it. what are you it's you're like you're you're like the guy on the espn graphics uh showing us where places are on the map come on Somebody uh, once asked me how much it would cost from the CN Tower to get to Banff in a cab. <laughs> <laughs> wow, like, what's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> About the same as it would be to buy a car. I, that's what I said to the guy. But uh, yeah, so yeah. yeah, I don't know. It would be thousands of dollars. <laughs> thousands. No one's taking that. Thousands, yes, thousands for sure. You'd have to hope you get one on the way back. That Uber driver. You, you get oh, the, this is this is in the eighties. This was before. Oh, you can cab. Sorry, you said yeah, cab. Yeah, cab. So. Okay, he grew up in the Toronto area. Though. Okay, there you go. He, Monarch Park, North Toronto Collegiate. <laughs> Do you yeah. think Eric Lindros knows the Scarborough Town Center? No. Gerard Square, maybe? He, absolutely. Hooker Gerard Harvey's? Square. You think he's ever been to Hooker Harvey's? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't? Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm just picturing Hooker Harvey's right now. Right by the old Ryerson University, which is no longer uh, called yeah. that, of course. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple emails in from uh, TMU, MTU, Toronto Metropolitan <laughs> which University. Which one is it? You I keep don't know. saying both. I like saying both. Okay. Because I don't want to know. I don't want to know the name. No, I'm. <laughs> MT- what is it? MT- Metropolitan Toronto University? I think that's what it is. MTU. MTU. Doesn't roll off the tongue. No, it's TMU it's, rolls it's off the tongue. TMU rolls off the tongue. A little bit better. Wait a minute. Maybe it is TMU. Toronto Metropolitan. It could be either one. We can, I guess look. we could find out. Oh, nah. It's Toronto Metropolitan okay, University, TMU. formerly known as Ryerson that University. That rolls off the tongue. TMU. There you go. The TMUs. They should have a emu. Emu, yeah. Go from the Rams to the emus. Yes. Emu, emus. That's good. Let's send in a recommendation. Okay. Yeah. I don't hey, care hey, enough hey. to. Uh, let's take a... <laughs> just, want, just want to thank Kevin Coffey, Paul Coffey's nephew, for inviting me to the cottage. That's how I got to Paul Coffey's mm. cottage. Oh, right, back. right, 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 right. I didn't know Paul. Yeah. Like uh, Brandon's dad knew Paul. You knew I that, didn't know Paul. You knew that little espresso. <laughs> Do you recall him that? <laughs> yeah, this was high school when 
Uh, he was probably we but- just drank big coffees. <laughs> Didn't know what espresso was back then. Oh, and then uh, Tim Hortons changed their cup sizes. Oh, boy. Nice. <laughs> Trey would be howling if he was there. Oh, yeah, let's take one more break. Uh, and when we come back, uh, Tass has Tweet of the Night. Don't go anywhere. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Mark and the stream team loving the Canadian content on today's podcast. We're There's going a lot hard. Of it. When the three of us are high. in here. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Freaking... get that American out of here. Get that Aussie out of here. Just three good old Canadian boys talking about Hooker Harvey. <laughs> am I right? <laughs> TMI by TMU. <laughs> uh, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Tweet of well, we're here in the old C block, as we call it. In, in TV. <laughs> we made it. Yeah, we Jesus. did it. We made, I mean, unbelievably. We've, what are we at here? Like an hour plus for sure. Yeah, these are the things that we learned going to school together at old TMU slash Ryer. Uh, <laughs> when we right. went for four years for radio and television, this is the C block. It's called the circle back block today. <laughs> Because we started with Kevin Durant, yep. and let's end with him as well. Okay. Now, the first tweet actually comes from Draymond Green, Durant's former Warriors teammate. He said, I'm watching the 98 Bulls versus Utah Jazz finals. I can't help but notice our 2017 team. Can't help but notice this. I know. That's my favorite part of this tweet. I can't help but notice. I need to tweet this. Now, people have been talking about it recently. It was on Shaq's podcast, so... It's in the news. Anyways, yeah. he said he couldn't help but notice our 2017 team would have beaten these Bulls by a dub. What does that mean? By a lot, I guess. Yeah. Because then he says, and these Jazz by 40 if they're going to play these brands of basketball. And that's why it's dumb to compare Eris. That's a thoughtful, thoughtful <laughs> ending there, I guess. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> it's different basketball. Well, Kevin Durant chimed in, obviously part of those uh, 2017 yeah, yeah. and 2018 championships. And he said... Well, I can't tell you what the results would be, but I do know that Steve Kerr, who was on the Bulls team, would have demanded that we put Steve Kerr Ooh. in as many pick and rolls That's as good. possible. That's funny. Well done. That's good. Well done, KD. I wonder if 
Steve Kerr used to say that to them. If it ever came up, I, I don't know, comparing errors. Anyways, you don't yeah. think Steve Kerr would scrap and fight past those picks? He's a scrappy little bugger. Yeah, really. I say little. Maybe he's six three. It is. It is uh, interesting. I went back and I looked. Steve Kerr played twenty minutes uh, a game in those finals. It's not like he wasn't playing at all. He was the backup point guard. He was there, ready to hit shots. But his matchup would probably be Sean Livingston, mm. six seven Sean Livingston. Oh yeah, yeah. Who got had that, uh, got that jumper? He had that. Shoot over him. Yeah, Sean had that twenty point game off the bench in a. Game one of, I'm not sure if it was that finals or the next finals, but he came off and had a big game. Mm. So, yeah, that would be an interesting matchup. But different errors, different ball. But Steve would be fighting. <laughs> he would be. He would uh, be. People are in the stream team saying uh, a dub equals 20 points. I didn't know that. I had no idea. I had no idea. I mean, a lot of people saying it, so I'm going to believe them. So I guess uh, Draymond thinks the uh, They'd beat yeah the 17 Warriors are beating them by 20, and they beat the Jazz by 40. Mm-hmm. Didn't the Bulls beat the Jazz by 40 <laughs> in one of the games? <laughs> Uh, in Utah, right? Oh, Draymond Green, man. You know, that's just a guy that gets content. He does. I mean, he's helping out all these other shows. I guess ours included at this point. I'm going to tweet this. Give everybody some content for the first couple of days here of the week. That's what it's going to be. I mean, I haven't seen any of these other shows, first take, whatever. I will. Uh, I would like to guarantee oh, that they're talking about who would win between the uh, you know 98 Bulls and the 17 Warriors. I mean, it happens every year. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It is interesting that they're picking now. The Warriors just won the championship, but they still got to go back to the old 2017 Warriors well. Like, they're not talking about anything in the last five years. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's that Warriors team versus the Bulls team. So we're talking about the you know two of the best of their era, obviously, the peak Warriors and the peak Bulls. So I but, guess, uh, yeah, if the 17 Warriors are going to beat the 98 Jordan Bulls by 98, that means the 19 Raptors are going to win by, what, 30, 35? <laughs> Come on, there was no Kevin Durant. Uh, well, there was, and then there wasn't. Clay got injured. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, anyway, I was going to say something else. Oh, talking about podcasts, last comment here. Andre Godala has his podcasts. And, Everybody's got a podcast. And Rashid, as we just said, Rashid Wallace not coming back or not being an assistant coach with the Lakers. New news from Sham Sharanya there. He recently said on his podcast, and it's still stuck in my craw. Iguodala did. Yes. Andre Iguodala said that Rashid Wallace would be Yanis Atentacupo in today's game if he played today. Oh, that was That's some content, too. That's content. Yep. I like Andre Iguodala. Yeah. This, that comment is crazy. <laughs> yeah. That and we, is and crazy. I love, we love Rasheed Wallace. And Rasheed Wallace would kill it in today's game. Kill Giannis, it. he would not be. Well, now now he's got to become Yanis at Kuba. Part of it is motor. You know, part of it is <laughs> yeah. a desire yeah. to – Yanis at Kuba dunks on guys five times a game. That's yeah. not yeah. hyperbole. Yeah. He gets, like, stronger in minute 45 of a game. Yeah. Anyway, Rasheed, that's not Sheed's thing. No, well, that's fine. She would be. She would be awesome. She was awesome. It would be probably okay, even be a, better in today's game. He'd be a twenty-point game, because, game guy. Oh, easily, I think he could hit. Yeah, but I'm with four like the Giannis comparison. Yeah, that's really silly, um, silly, silly. He's very, very good. Uh, Andre Godala, uh, speaking about sort of the history of the show, if we're going Ryerson. Andre Godala, when we were fired by NBA TV, <laughs> said he was going to start a media company and he was going to hire us. See, he so, wouldn't. He wouldn't hire us because we don't have those hot takes. We don't have hot. takes. They're not hot enough. Not hot enough. No, I think he's a he's a reasonable, well, like level-headed guy. I think the investments he makes are into companies like us, brands like us that have staying power. Oh, okay, yeah, he's a smart guy, You're right? Yeah, this brand 
was created in 06-ish, and here we are, 16 years later. You want staying powder? You want a return on investment? Like Andre Iguodala <laughs> makes great investments. Here we are, 16 years to the day. We're going to order some Domino's. Not, not to so, the day, but yeah. Nah, why did I say to the day? I don't know. That's just it's one of those things that people say. When it comes down to it, the bottom line is, at the end of the day, you know, it's one of those Fred Armisen sketch, you know? Would uh, Not to the day. Would Iguodala have been, would they have put him on Pippin? Ooh, that's like Would he get some Spider-Man. Jordan minutes? Oh, yeah. They'd give him- who's who's Garden Steph? Is that Pippin? Wow, we're going for it. Is that Jordan? Is Jordan taking on that uh, yeah. responsibility? That's fun. That's going to be hard, MJ. Yeah. That's a lot of running. Woo! I mean, Ron Harper, probably. Ron Harper. Yeah, great. Great call. Um, yeah. I'd, let's I'd let's say do Rob. a podcast tomorrow on uh, who would win between the 2017 Warriors <laughs> and the 98 Bulls. We'll go through every game, break it down. People love it. Who would get the most clicks of all time? Yeah, that'd be our more successful show, but we're not going to do that. No, no, we're not going to do that. We have integrity. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's call it there. Fun, fun show. Uh, again, a bit of a surprise, No Dunks here. Tomorrow, No Bunts. Mm-hmm. Okay, here in the No Dunks feed, Tassa's new baseball podcast, Mets pitcher Trevor May is coming on to talk a little baseball. And, and you, I mean... Feels like you got a lot to talk about. Obviously, him with the Mets, and hey, the possibility of a Mets Yankees World Series, and the Red Sox just got their ass handed to them <laughs> by the Blue Jays, uh, at least in one of the games. I don't know how the rest of the series went. They swept them. Oh Jays. my God. Let's go, Jays. Hum now, Jays. Socks have been swept. Okay, so the Sox had a rough weekend. You guys are going to get into all of that on No Bunts tomorrow. I know you got a fun game lined He's up with him. Guy. And you said, yeah, I didn't know this about Trevor May. I'll be honest, I didn't even know who Trevor May was. I'm not a baseball fan. But you said he's like into streaming and podcasting and all this good stuff he's a he's uh he's unlike brandon's dad he knows the internet yeah is that right he streams okay great so i'm gonna keep him on for as long as a stream of his oh, you're gonna, like, like hours switch it up all right no you're gonna be playing video games with him i won't force him to do it. yeah I, I listened to his podcast wow it was difficult to understand because he's like just so he's talking about games gaming and streaming and oh stuff that's out of your wheelhouse and my wheelhouse. yeah yeah listen i uh, i now know some more uh games or names of games, you know. The only game Fortnite. I know, like uh, that's uh, I'm seeing a lot of buzz about. I don't even know if it's actually a game you can buy yet, or it's in a demo mode. JD, maybe you can help me out. Have you seen this game about the cat? Yes, <laughs> there's a it's cat. called Stray, right? I believe it's called yeah. Stray. Looks sick. You it play does. as a cat, right? Yeah. In a in what like a post-apocalyptic it looks sort of world? Blade Runner-ish. I've only seen yeah. uh, screenshots of it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. A cat. It looks sort of cool. <laughs> it does. Sounds look wild, but it looks amazing. Like the, things like the cats. And I think a, you're sort of like a. I, I don't know. I, I think Fortnite, you're surviving. Like yeah. It's it's really slick looking. Like okay. it looks yeah. amazing, but All you right. are a cat. <laughs> I'll ask him about stray. Yeah, yeah. Ask yeah, him, please. Ask him. All right, Trevor May. No bunts tomorrow. No breaks coming on Wednesday. That's got its own podcast feed, its own YouTube feed. TK. And a special guest talking about the French Grand Prix. A lot went down in that one. And then probably later this week, we'll be back here in the Classic Factory with another uh, NBA podcast. You never know. If Durant's traded for Jalen Brown, if Mitchell's traded to the Knicks, I'm sure we would jump on and do an emergency podcast. So make sure you subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. And you can hit that little notification button so you know when we're going live. And if you listen to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review. And get yourself a subscription to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks that was a blast thanks to the stream team for all the comments we will see you when we see you until then clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome 
Thanks for joining us, and one more comment from the stream team. A content suggestion. An alone pod, please. I mean, you're watching it already. Here's what's happening, I've noticed. Everything we talk about, and, and Nora's guilty of this too. She'll say, yeah. you should be doing a podcast on this. <laughs> and I get it. I'm watching it, I'm consuming it. I could talk about it. I just proved I could talk about it. But I don't want to do a podcast about every single thing I'm doing. <laughs> You know, <laughs> yeah. you want you want to do a no dumps podcast? <laughs> oh, we talk about be our horrible. Our I guess we, in that podcast would just be our <laughs> our peas. Yeah, our bowel. Oh movement. yeah, you're yeah. right. I mean, so we couldn't call it no dumps, but you know what I mean. No flush. Yeah. <laughs> so my point is, no we can't do a podcast about everything. <sighs> but if you want to start an alone podcast, holler at me at Jay Skeets on Twitter. I would I would gladly come on and be a special guest on your mm -hmm. alone podcast. Shay Serrano, as I know, is a big fan. He should do one. Uh, I'd go on that. Yeah, he should do one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. We're, like, we're like, a factory, like, so I get what Nora's saying. We're a factory. You're right. It never stops. It's all about the Why bottom line. Nora get on a show with Trey I, on look, No Breaks? She doesn't want to go on No Breaks, but she does. She showed some interest, JD, in doing a Love Island podcast with me. Wow. Uh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I'd see, because she like feels like that. She's an expert on that. She doesn't think she's an expert on right, no right, breaks. Right. And Great is our F1 expert. Like what's he's next Love Island. That's, is that like oh, Love Island's a hunk of shit show. Yeah. It's a reality dating show. It's uh, it's great. It's so bad. Somebody but it's like a lot of episodes. A lot. Like a week. A lot. <laughs> a week. That's like I think it's every day. No. Yeah, I think so. But okay. she said we would do like you could just do a weekly one. <laughs> All right, yeah. let, let's do it. Uh, It'll probably be the most popular thing we've I ever done. I know it would be. It's a network. It's infuriating, JD. <laughs> hey, well, you know. So if you have an idea for our uh, Love Island podcast, <laughs> what we should call it under the No Dunks umbrella, let me and Nora know. What no, about a love no sex? No, no. no uh, they always are talking. Well, so the British one, it's always about chats. Uh, do you have is it good chat um, yeah, no sex we could do yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there are other things that I'm drawing a blank on right now that they always say <laughs> I, I, hmm. chats as in like is he a good chatter they say that it's really strange they say like he's a good he's chat a good he's got good chat yeah he's good chat definitely a British thing good chat alright Good chap with a good chat. Good uh, chat with you today. You too. <laughs> I watched Love That means is blind. we're in a couple now. We're sharing a bed on Love Island. Good chat. <laughs> what were you going to say? What about Love is Blind? I watched oh, a few I loved, episodes. I love that. that show. That was fun. Yeah. I love that show. Uh, do you have a favorite okay, We're right doing now? a podcast. Oh, there's another season? No, a favorite um, person on Love is Blind. But is there another season? What do you mean? Like, I thought it was, it was done. I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about another show. Uh, I was thinking, is it Love on the Spectrum? There is Love on the Spectrum. Uh, the American I version? I was thinking about that completely different show. I like, yeah. the, I like the British version better. Me too, yeah. Of what? Love on the Spectrum. Okay, okay. What I, about uh, the, hey, the circle? Anybody get no, into the no, circle? No, no, no. What about F-Boys? I don't know what that is. F-Boys, I am not clicking on that. <laughs> I'm not. They, it, uh, my buddy Grish watched <laughs> the entire season of F-Boys in one night, he said. But he, he, he does the whole thing where he fast-forwards through basically the entirety of it, because oh, okay. you, you can yeah. with shows like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you consider that watching the entire season? No. I don't either. No. Yeah. What's he stopping on? It's just basically the end. Right. Right? <laughs> Why, though? I, I Why? Don't know. 
F Boy Island? Is that the show? F Boy Island, that's it. Yeah. I thought it was called F Boys. Yeah, F Boy Island. <laughs> Three women try to work out which of their 24 suitors are, quote, nice guys and which are self proclaimed F Boys. Listen to the concept of this show. Oh, okay. We got we to gotta end it here. Uh, we'll see you on our next reality uh, podcast coming to you soon. Embrace the day, people.